Well, as I mentioned, uh, we will uh, be looking at a place called heaven, of all places, tonight. Well, um, if I could get, have the first slide up here. We celebrate this baby coming to us on Christmas. And uh, there's, I mean, the whole world changes because of the birthday of Jesus. But who is this Jesus? Where did he come from and why did he come? Back when I was a youth pastor many years ago, I would play the song that would sum up, sum up this, these three questions in this one song. And if you were born a while ago, you know this song. So sing it with me. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My debt to pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. So that's my outline today. You came from heaven to earth. And, uh, and so where did Jesus come from? Well, he came from heaven. He came from heaven. Jesus came from heaven, a perfect place. But who was this Jesus? Who was this baby born in Bethlehem? He was God, the Son, who had coexisted with God the Father for all eternity. That kind of blows our mind. We can't even begin to comprehend that. But John 1 tells us, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. How can he be with God and God other than be God the Father and God the Son. Well, what did he do for all eternity? Well, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, they were together, and because God is love, they loved each other. And because they loved each other so much, that love spilled over, and they said, we gotta share this stuff. This is good stuff. And so they created the earth and the world and the universe in order to share this love. And so that's what he did in all eternity. He created the heavens and earth. We read in John 1, 3, that through him, this word, Jesus, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Colossians speaks of Jesus again when it says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. All things were created through him and for him, he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And this is the baby that was born in Bethlehem. God said it was good after creating the world and the stars and the planets. But then on the sixth day of creation, he created humans. And it tells us in Genesis, let us make humans in our own image, in our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And after he created humans, he said, it is very good. These first humans, Adam and Eve, had this perfect relationship with God on this earth. And God said, walked and he talked with them, and they had a perfect, unbroken relationship. And then God said, I'm going to entrust you, Adam and Eve, with this creation to rule over it, 
to rule over the animals, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish, the birds, and the animals. And they did, and it was great. But one day, Adam and Eve listened to the serpent and chose to believe the lies of the serpent rather than the truth of their God, their creator. And so they disobeyed God. And you know the story how they ate from the tree. And in so doing, they forfeited their right to rule over the, the earth. And they handed it over to Satan. Legally, they handed it over through their disobedience, resulting in a broken world and broken relationships with their God. And that's why God chose to come to earth from heaven, leave perfect heaven, and come to the earth that he created as fully God and fully human in order to redeem that which was lost and forfeited by Adam and Eve, the first humans. You came from heaven to earth to show the way. Show the way to what? Show the way to a right relationship with God again. And so this baby grew up and he became a man and he had this ministry called his disciples and he taught his disciples this is the way into right relationship with God and with one another. He said, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And then he said on the night before he was arrested, or on the night he was arrested, he said, a new commandment I give you, disciples, love one another as I've loved you, so you must love one another. And so these disciples and others saw how Jesus loved everyone so perfectly and how he loved God, and, and they were told to keep the commandments and imitate Jesus, follow Jesus, but they failed. They continued to mess up consistently in the love department as do we. Try as we might, we struggle with broken relationships. We're unfaithful to God at times. We fall short because of our sinful nature and because of our poor choices. How many own dogs? Dogs. Now, if you own a dog, you know a universal truth. You can take a toy, a ball, a rope, and you can throw it, and typically your dog will run after it and play and bring it back to you. And when, it, when your dog brings it back to you, we'll call it a he, this dog, when he brings it back to you, he'll stop short, and then something instinctively happens within the dog. He obeys the master, go, runs willfully, get the, get the ball or the toy, bring it back, but he refuses to give it up. And you try to get it... We're like golden retrievers like that, humans. We willfully obey and desire to obey our master. We want to go do and retrieve the ball, so to speak. But then we bring it back to our master, Jesus Christ, and he asks us to release it, and we refuse to forfeit it because we want to maintain control in our lives. The consequences for our sin and our stubborn self-will and our disobedience is death. And death meaning spiritual death, separation from God. The same consequence that Adam and Eve experienced, we experienced too because of our willful sin. And that's why Jesus came to earth, to provide a way back to, into relationship with his heavenly Father. And how did he provide this? You came from heaven to earth to show the way. From the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. 
He provided a way. Jesus was born in the manger to die on the cross. And just as Moses was lifted up as a snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. If you were born before 1984 or 1970s or 80s or before, you'll know the movie Footloose, starring Kevin Bacon. And when Kevin Bacon, uh, when his six-year-old son watched the movie for the first time, he approached his dad and said, Dad, you know that thing in the movie where you, you were swinging from the rafters? That was really cool. How'd you do that? Well, son, I, I didn't do that part. It was a stuntman. Dad, what's a stuntman? Well, it's someone who dresses like me and does things that I can't do. Oh, okay, Dad. Son walked away, a little confused, came back a little bit later, said, hey, Dad, you know the thing in the movie where you were hanging onto the bar and you did circles around the bar and then you did a flip and you landed on your feet? How did you do that, Dad? Well, son, I, I didn't do that either. It was a gymnastics double. What's a gymnastics double? Well, it, it's a guy who dresses like me and does the things that I can't do. And there was silence from the son, and he asked in a concerned voice, Dad, what did you do? <laughs> son, I got all the credit. When Jesus took on human flesh, he dressed in our clothes, and he did the things that we could not do by fulfilling the righteous law of God perfectly. Even in as much as dying and paying the price for our sin by dying on the cross. The wages of our sin results in death, separation from God. Jesus said, I will do that on your behalf. And so we're told that Jesus lived a life that we could not live and he died a death that we should have died to give us a life that we could not earn. It was a gift. Scripture says it this way, God made him, Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us on the cross so that in him we might, we might become the righteousness of God. We become righteous in exchange for his sin, or for our sin. Our sin placed on his body on the cross in exchange for his righteousness. What can we do? We can simply receive it and receive all the credit from Jesus Christ. Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ, Paul tells us. And he says, the only thing you need to do is receive it as a gift for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him, receives him, shall not perish but have eternal life. It's a gift. And then finally, the song ends, from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on high. Max Lucado, an author, writes about this missionary in Brazil who discovered a tribe of Indians in the remote part of the jungle, and there was this contagious disease that was ravaging the population. Imagine that. And they needed medical help. A hospital was across the river from this tribal jungle area, but the Indians would not cross the river because they believed, they had always believed that evil spirits inhabited the river, and should they enter the water, it would mean certain death for them. 
But the missionaries explained, hey, guys, listen to me. There's a hospital over there, and, and I've crossed the river, and I'm okay. And they just stood there blankly in fear. And so the missionary got an idea. I'm going to go to the river, and he put his hand in it, and he, he picked up water like this and said, see, I'm, I'm okay. And they just stood there. There's no way. So the missionary got another idea. He walked in the water waist deep, and he put water over his head like this. He said, see, I'm okay. And still, the tribal people just stood there and stared at him blankly in fear. And then finally, the missionary said, okay, I got another idea. He went under the water, and he swam, held his breath as long as he could. He swam to the other side of the river, and then when he got out of the river soaking wet, he raised his fist in, in victory like this, and, and then the tribal people stared at him, and then they began to dance and cheer, and then they began to rush into the river and follow him. You see, this missionary had passed into the water, and he, he raised out of the water victoriously. And that's what Jesus did for us. He raised, he, he, uh, he entered the river of death, crucifixion, but then he emerged on the other side in the resurrection so that we might no longer have to fear death, but we could follow him into eternal life simply by believing Jesus Christ and receiving him as our Savior. And when the Jesus Christ rose from the dead, he appeared to his disciples for 40 days, and they saw him several times, and then on the 40th day, they watched him as they, he ascended into the sky. But before he ascended, he said, he prayed this prayer, he said, Now, Father in heaven, glorify me in your presence, that the glory I had with you before the world began. Father, I want those who have given me, uh, you have given to me to be with me where I am. So they see my glory, the glory that you've given me because you love me before the creation of the world. So this is what we celebrate at Christmas. We celebrate a baby in a manger who is far more than just a cute little baby. We celebrate God the Son who came from heaven to earth to show the way. From the earth to the cross, our debt to pay. From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, we worship him because he's alive and we lift his name on high. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you were not only born as a baby, but you, you grew up and, and you lived a life for us, you died for us, and you give your life to us when we believe in you. Thank you, Lord, for your salvation that you offer to us for eternal life as a free gift that you extend to us simply because you love us and you want a relationship with us. Thank you for that, making that possible, Lord. This Christmas, if there's someone who does not have a personal relationship with you, I pray that this Christmas will be the time that they surrender their lives to you, that they let go of that toy that they want to hang on to and they give it to the Master. In Jesus' name. Amen.